Welcome to the party. I'm Sam Ekstrom of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Today on this very program, I identify the next Brandon Powell. I'm Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings, and I'm once again excited to ruin Sam's plan for this show. Luke Inman at Luke underscore Spinman. Hey, Sam wants me to watch his dog this weekend. Should I do it? Comment below. <laughs> Hey, this is Arif Hassan with the Wide Left Substack. I'm excited to ruin Luke's Braun plan to ruin <laughs> Sam's show. Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. It's time for the Minnesota Football Party. What is up, everybody? On a Thursday morning, it's the Minnesota Football Party on Locked On Sports Minnesota. We are streaming on YouTube, Locked On Sports Minnesota channel. Please subscribe. We're available on the 24-7 YouTube live stream. You want to check that out as well for all the talk about your favorite teams around the clock. You can also hear us on the Locked On Vikings audio feed. Luke Braun hosting Locked On Vikings over there. And let's us, uh, we, we pay rent, of course, and he slides us in to his feed. You can hear the football party via audio, Locked On Vikings. Uh, Amazon Fire, Roku, Sirius XM app, lots of ways to watch and listen to this program where we talk Vikings every Monday, every Thursday. You met the crew, the two Lukes, Arif. I'm Sam Ekstrom. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Uh, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports is prize picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. No shortage of topics for today, but we're going to revisit our preseason Minnesota Vikings predictions and give the final grades as to how we fared when we way oh, back Jesus. in September predicted how the season would go. We did a mid-season check-in. Now we'll do the postseason check-in and see who won those 10 different categories. We're continuing our QB target and free agent target series. Today, it's Bo Nix at quarterback and wide receiver free agent targets. Ron Johnson also joins. We'll find out if he tried out for the Minnesota Myth uh, Arena Football League team as we prodded him to do last week. Also, championship weekend bets coming up late in the show. But, uh, guys, do you remember your predictions way back in September when you were naive, innocent? Uh, Luke Inman, do you remember? Do you remember those good old days before the seven and 10, before the Cousins injury, before the Jefferson injury, all the optimism? Yeah, I remember the Madison hurdles over under 0.5. <laughs> yeah, I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But Arif and Luke okay. and and Luke, before we before we grade these officially and set them in stone, all I remember is that at the midseason juncture when we evaluated these, mm -hmm. I won. So that's all I know. We've got a couple here: the Cousins <laughs> projection and the Jefferson projection. Do we grade them on their seventeen game pace, or do we grade I them think as so, it? Right. I don't. I, 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 okay. I, I, I think, think that, we at least talk about it if we're not gonna. We'll talk about I, it. Yep. I think for scoring purposes, we shouldn't, right? Because it's much more cursed that way, and that like fits the Vikings. That's true. Um, <laughs> it, but we yeah, should we'll do it worse on purpose. I agree. Yeah, but we should talk about the seventeen game pace. And if I end up winning because of the seven, I will go back. Prove it. Yeah. Yeah. So sounds good. Revisionist. Um, yeah. Well, oh, perfect. easily. Yeah. 
All right. Well, the first category, Justin Jefferson, receptions, yardage, touchdowns. Should we make that three points or just one size fits all, like whoever was closest? A point each. A point each. Okay. Receptions. Actual 68, which goes to me. I'll spoil it. Well, actually, no, I won't spoil it because one of mine is wrong. Um, (laughs) So that goes to me. Total yardage, 1,074. That goes to me. I was lowest. I had 1,666. Touchdowns. Well, we all had over 1,666. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. The thing is that we were right that he was going to be on a record-setting pace. 100%. Yeah. (laughs) And when we do this again next year, I'm predicting 2,000 yards again. I will learn nothing. (laughs) Yeah, right. Why would you? Yeah, Yeah. you're going 2,000? I'm going 2,001. Easy. Yeah, exactly. Whoever goes last is is getting the biggest number. Right. (laughs) Luke Braun, you get a point for touchdowns. You projected nine, and the actual was five. So two points for Sammy, one point for Braun. Now the pace, not for points, the pace was 1826, 116 receptions, and nine touchdowns. Um, So, Braun, you would have had the touchdowns exactly right. Inman you would have had the receptions exactly right. And Braun, you would have been closest in yards. You had 1,754 in yards. What did I have in yards? 19? Arif had 1,949. Interesting number for Arif. Interesting, yeah. Such an Arif (laughs) number. All right. (laughs) Two to one, extra lead. Not on my watch. (laughs) (laughs) Stat correction, Wednesday, week 18. Four available points um, on this one. Kirk Cousins, yardage, touchdowns, interceptions, and fourth quarter comebacks. Jesus. Oh, boy. So who went low? The answer? Luke Braun. Luke Braun was the most oh, pessimistic yeah. among us. Got, got to respect the hater. Must have here. been in a really bad mood. That day. Yeah, <laughs> I think wow. you were. I think you were. Yep. There will actually be a, there will be a third of a point awarded to Braun, Arif, and myself, because we all tied with nine interceptions. So a Amazing. third of a point. Mm. Um, Luke Inman, you had him up around 5,000 yards. You had the the highest projections. Um, and fourth quarter comebacks ended up at zero. So uh, again, Luke Braun, you guessed two fourth quarter comebacks, and it was, oh, no, no, I, I win. I win that one. I had one. Yeah, that sounds fishy. So... No, no, I I only had one. Check the tape. (laughs) Why is that that episode deleted and not on the playlist anymore? (laughs) So weird. Three and a third. And a So he ended with zero fourth quarter comebacks and zero game winning drives, correct? Uh, That is correct. Truly astounding. This is not what regression is supposed to look like. (laughs) Right. And Dobbs had one of each. (laughs) <laughs> that's where we're yeah. at Nick Mullins 2023. Had a game 2023 Vikings well we know Nick oh, Mullins didn't have any fourth quarter comeback <laughs> or wait no yeah that because I was tied uh but that Maybe. counts as a game winning drive then yeah yeah mm-hmm. oh my god game winning that's drive, incredible wait, um, does it? Sack- it was like the third to last drive yeah I think fourth but game winning what what constitutes a game winning drive? Go ahead, drive in the go fourth ahead. quarter. Is that yeah. the definition? Yeah, I'm pretty confident that that's yeah, yeah. 
Sack leader, and with how many, we have an exact guess that is correct. Oh, wow. Arif Hassan, Daniil wow. Hunter, 16 and Wow, nice, wow. dude. That's And that's just fun. like the price is right, in my pocket, I've got $500 to give you. No. Yeah, exact, okay. Um, I think that's let's make a deal. <laughs> but whatever. Channel 4, CBS, daytime, same thing. Record in one-score games, giving a point for correct wins and closest losses. Um, the correct answer, six and eight. Luke Inman, you get a point for wins. You went six and five. And Inman, you split a point with Luke Braun. You each had them losing five one-score games. I remember this one, we we went off on a tangent for about six minutes because of reset. There's no way they're going to have that many uh close games <laughs> like, again there's just no 10, way 11 close games yeah That's what was crazy. a reese guess what That's was a reese guess? 14 three and three and even that you were just kind of gritting your teeth a little bit like uh yeah i, I was, I was six, like because i cut their close games in half i was like surely, <laughs> surely it's, <laughs> it's gotta be enough right this can't, can't just keep happening right yeah <laughs> That's great. Alexander Madison hurdles. I believe one ended up being the correct answer. Let's uh, let's not go back and check and just agree on one as the one. All right, that means Luke Braun wins. Are you sure you want to? Let's go back and check. Let's go actually go back. (laughs) Throw that flag. Challenge. Have you seen um, that commercial, by the way, the challenge commercial, where like it's a couple arguing and they go I like the, challenge it? Yeah, all, all it's, it's like, one it's, of the best it's everywhere, man. It's one of the best. It's man. okay. It's so great. It's, it's fine. It's solid. Uh, interception leader, and with how many? So this one, I thought the how many would serve as a tiebreaker if two people had the same, but the only person okay. who guessed Byron Murphy was a reef. Nice, and the correct dude. answer was actually three. Arif said six, but I think Arif gets one point for the uh, the correct person. I shocked um, myself. I, I feel know, like I went Harry. That would have picked Harry. Maybe yeah. I I didn't pick Harry because because other people picked. I Harry. think so. Yeah, yeah I definitely yeah, okay. went Harry. Braun, I think you went Harry. You Sam. Went Bynum. Oh, I went Bynum. Braun and uh, Inman went Harrison Smith. I Got it. Harrison okay. Uh, this one I remember at the midway point. This was true, and it remained true. The longest play from scrimmage. Uh, the correct answer, Jordan Addison, 62-yard TD versus Philly, week two. Luke Braun said 66-yard deep post to Jordan Addison. Wow. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's wow. Nice. <laughs> nice, dude. Crushed he it. said that's his favorite nice. route. I was just listening. Was that and, the, same, was that the Philly or San players. Fran one? Philly. Philly, Philly, and I did specify in in the rules bonus to get the correct player, and he nice. did indeed get the correct player. Wow. So two. Points. I think I went Ty Chandler on like a swing route for like seventy two yards, seventy eight yards. Did someone correctly. say there would be a ninety nine yard something? Ninety six for Chandler. That was me. That was <laughs> bold in many respects. <laughs> yeah, good uh good memory from Inman. He all he did say 72 yard swing pass to Ty Chandler. Wait, wait, what did I say? You said 76 yards Jefferson. Not a bad guess. All right. That's yeah, a chalk guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not upset at, at having yeah. gotten that particular one wrong. Luke Braun running away with it. Uh special teams defensive touchdowns. Correct answer was two 
Jordan Hicks and DJ Wanham, both with scoop and scores. Um, that's the nuts. winner. Luke Braun, you said seven. Man, that's a lot. Why? Also nuts. What? what? I did. Um, oh no, it was, I, I thought it was defensive and special teams touchdowns. I was, was. going to say that's a that's a lot of faith in Adam. <laughs> no, it is, dude. It is <laughs> right. I don't know. It is, but seven. But two. <laughs> <laughs> you must have just been on one that day, but you know what? You're winning. You're crushing. So yeah, whatever yeah, you, you did, Brian it worked. Flores, you got Adam should... Thompson, you got Brandon Powell. That's How the thing. Ma- maybe wrong? the key is like not overthinking it and just like, I don't know. The NFL yeah, is okay. weird. The Vikings get are really even grouchy every time we do a gambling segment. I won't get last place this time. I can Inman wins. Can... Inman wins that one. He said three. He said three all on defense, by the way. And he was correct about that. They were both. On defense, so, so how point, many bonus points is that? So, uh, Sam, what did you and I pick? <laughs> uh, I picked four. I said one kick return, two fumble recovery returns, which was correct, and one pick six. Yeah, Arif, you said five. What an idiot! Pretty optimistic. <laughs> uh, update so on the scores with t- with two to go. Luke Braun is running away. He's got quick six, six and approximately three quarters. Um, yep. Three and a third for me. Arif, two and a third. Inman, two and a half. We got two one. to go. So Braun's pretty much wrapped it. Uh, leading rusher and what yardage total? Madison. I think so I had over. I feel thousand, like I was a, just over I was a, a Madison seven hundred yard guy. Maybe feels like what I would say. You wish you were a Madison seven hundred yard guy because that's exactly the answer. Madison. Oh my 700. god! Incredible. It's exactly um, seven hundred. Even exactly seven hundred. Exactly yeah. seven hundred. And Luke Braun wins. Luke Braun. Ah! Madison. 739. He was dialed in. Wow. What did I pick? My God, I was feeling it. <laughs> Arif, you said 888, Madison. That's an alarming number for me to choose, but okay. I was going to say. Well, better than 666. <laughs> um, Inman, you said 1,076 yards. You were the most Well, that optimistic. was like 65 yards a game or something we calculated out or something like that. I was like, ah, that's fine. That's really Yeah, it, right? it, it's, it seemed modest. It seemed modest, kind of conservative. Nope. That's a shame. Would have killed for that. Uh, last one, offensive or defensive snaps combined for the rookie class. No special. Oh God! Oh, this is yeah. This oh, is this tough. one was fun, this was tough yeah. and a good one though. Yeah, we had to, and we were like, hey, we got to give these UDFA's a little bit of right, right, right. Like, but Ivan Pace surely will have a rotational role, right? So the rookies played more than we thought. Um, at oh, really? you know, calculators, All Addison nine twenty one. Jaron Hall, 46. Lucky Jackson had three snaps. Is he considered a rookie? He's a rookie. I right? don't think so. Has he ever played in the NFL? Not the NFL. He was in. Oh, is he XFL? We'll count it. I, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, wait. Three, three snaps. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, but we'll count. Ivan Pace, 706. Makai Blackman, 435. Jaquelin Roy, 96. Andre Carter, 68. Jay Ward, 35. Jalen Williams, 24. And somewhere along the line, I don't know when, don't know where Najee Thompson played a snap for a grand oh, wow. total of 2,335 snaps. Luke Braun wins that one too. 2,144 wow. was He's a freak. Time. You're a freak. I didn't get that man. one. That was, I didn't get that one right in process. Uh, what all. were, what were the other three guesses? Impro- were we close? Was anything wrong. close? Was Arif was, was 2001. Um, I said 1760 and in get Roy in my office right now. So hold on. So Andre Carter had more snaps than Jay Ward. That doesn't match my memory at all. That's incredible. Yeah. Andre Carter get on the field. 
<laughs> so where did we where did we underestimate? Did we think Addison was going to be more banged up? Did we not know pace? Like was pace the biggest difference there? Because well, I thought I, we we assumed. I, think our pace I remember thinking probably. I remember putting down like three hundred for pace. Like I thought he would kind of like get in and here yeah. and there, but not like right. become a full time. Well, starter. remember going in Asamoah. I mean, everybody assumed like okay, yeah, yeah going to be a big part of, part of yeah. the puzzle here too, and and that obviously wasn't the case. So that was a huge one, and then. You know, Marcus Davenport gets hurt, so Roy gets a little bit more. Wanham gets hurt, you know, towards the end of the year. But but nonetheless, Andre Carter played a little bit more than I thought he would. But, yeah, um, Addison, over 900. I would love to see the NFL rookie snaps and see where that ranks compared to, you know, other first-rounders or guys in the class because that's a lot, man. Yeah, you know, there's a tool. There's a tool for that. It's called Check it Pro, out. Pro Football Focus. Mm-hmm. And the answer to your query is as it loads um who's the most in the nfl and then who's the most on offense or yeah player, and now it's player. does it not give me snap counts oh it, do, it doesn't give snap counts on like the ordered filtered oh part. man arif luke uh you can probably find that in pro football reference i don't know it's a lot of work at the moment Man, I, mean, it's I not thought a lot I was of work. It's not that much work. Yeah, but, it's actually fairly simple, but you know. Yeah. Well, anyways, I would love to see that. So, <laughs> in terms of games played, mm-hmm. now hold on, let me take off the postseason filter. Like, because he played all seventeen games, um, which I think is the biggest win. I think for, absolutely, man. Yeah. I, that was such a, a low key talker during. God, this guy's like not that big. He might just take one hit. He could get banked up, missed two, three games here or there a couple times this season. I think we all expected a bigger role wow. for KJ Osborne too. Like we were all like, hey, that's true. We'll yeah. Figure this out. Ta- for sure. Take that's Puka true. out of the yeah. equation and Addison ties the rookie league in targets. And he was one of nine to play all 17 games amongst rookies. Wow. Yeah, uh, all rookies, rookie not just receivers? All rookie receivers. Oh, all receivers. rookie receivers. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm sure there was some like O line that got in. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, who was the guy he was tied with? Like Zay Flowers or something? Tied with Zay. Yep. Got it. Exactly right. Got it. Wow. Rasheed Rice man. close behind. Josh Puka. Downs, Jaden Reed, Smith and Jigba. So, are we buying Puka Nakua in our dynasty leagues, or are you worried once Stafford goes down, the whole offense is shot? No, he's just good. He's just good. He's pretty legit. Uh, We're going to talk to another legit receiver, Ron Johnson, coming up shortly. Uh, Quick pause here on the Minnesota football party. Today's show brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle Level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and plenty more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. Over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is a guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that W. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. 
As we await the arrival of Ron Johnson, we thank our everydayers for tuning in here on Lockdown Sports Minnesota to the Ron Johnson Show on Tuesdays, Minnesota Basketball Party on Wednesdays, us on the Football Party Mondays and Thursdays with the Roundtable coming up on Friday with uh, Reggie Wilson and Julia Daniels. Ron Johnson joining us now. Uh, He hosts the Ron Johnson Show. And uh, he chatted with Spice Adams this week, talking about the uh, the Detroit-San Francisco nice. game. We'll probably get into that here as this conversation goes along. But, Ron, you know, b- before we start, did you or did you not try out for the arena football team? I did not. I was oh. uh, I was waiting to see. I was waiting to see pictures of a reef out there, though. But I, I did not. I, I, I got <laughs> up that morning. Selfie. I tried I out that without anyone and, seeing uh, any pictures of me. My knee just just didn't. It wasn't. Nah, I just wasn't gonna do. Can't it. force it. Can't force it. You know, know, my right knee. So like my left knee is fine. So I probably could have run out routes, but only if I'm on the right side. If you line me up on the left side, I can only run curl. So like it was, it would be too hard. It's to like it's like when Julio was playing with a broken foot, and Bill Belichick figured that he <laughs> couldn't like. <laughs> He couldn't push couldn't off to the with right that foot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, you got to switch it up. But yeah, now I was like, ah, no, I'm not gonna do it. How was the slow-mo um, game at the gym, though? That's my second question. How did the channeling slow-mo go? It went okay until I realized I can't shoot like him. His shooting form is terrible. Um, so I had to switch it back to – I had to go back to, like, my D-Wade kind of just mid-range game. Uh, still moving slow, though, like D-Wade at age 40. That's what I played like. But moving <laughs> slow, got the jumper off. But slow-mo, like, the more I watch him shoot, the more I hate him. Like every time I see him go for a jumper, I'm like, I I hate that. Like, stop, stop that right now. Pass the ball. Like, I just hate it. It looks so slow and terrible. And the form is just, ah. When he's not on your team, he's not a very likable player because you're like, how is he doing anything in this game? Um, It's like Giannis's brother. I don't know if you ever watched Giannis's brother play. Like, he is. Thanasis is terrible. (laughs) Thanasis. Like, did you hear the rumor that uh, one of the, and I'm guessing it's a joke because I didn't look at the official tweet who tweeted it, but they said uh, one of the reasons was that the coach, Adrian or whatever, told Thanasis that he was uh, committing uh, healthcare fraud because he was on the team oh, still in healthcare. That's amazing. That's hilarious. So I was like, and wow. Giannis, Giannis, got Giannis was like, you got to go. Yeah. My, my favorite go. Thanasis tweet was, uh, Drafting Talia uh, Tagovailoa is like uh, is like grabbing Thanasis Antetokounmpo, except <laughs> both two and Talia are Thanasis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, I've Thanasis, got a... poor Thanasis, <sighs> poor Thanasis. Well, I feel like we're getting that with Bohan Bogdanovich too. Stuck on the Pistons, hard to tell, but yeah. <laughs> There's um I got a list here, Ron, of yep. some free agent wide receivers. Yeah. As the Vikings look to replace potentially KJ Osborne, Brandon Powell. Uh Marvin Harrison Jr. Like... Marvin. Oh no, he's not. There. Oh yeah. No, oh, I'm, yep, I'm on board. That, yeah. <laughs> Tell me if any of these names stand out to you. Curtis Samuel, Darnell Mooney, Tyler Boyd. Josh Reynolds. Those are the four that I wrote down. What do you think of those names? I like Josh Reynolds. I do. Uh, I, I think he brings a knack from Detroit that's tough, hard nose. Um, when you watch him play, he, he he runs really good crisp routes. He always was that additional receiver for the Lions. Um, Tyler Boyd, I, I feel like he was hurt or something. I can't remember what, but he at one point he was one of the top guys with this with the Bengals, and then I feel like he fell off a little bit. I don't know if it's that or maybe T Higgins and Jace, Jamar Chase ascended as a duo. And uh, Tyler Boyd kind of got left behind at some point. And um, 
but yeah, no, I, I do like Josh Reynolds in that. I know uh what was the other one? Samuels? Sam yeah, Curtis Samuels Curtis and then Samuels. Uh, or Curtis Samuel and then uh Darnell Mooney, who had yeah. a pretty good stretch with the Bears. Yeah, he did. Darnell Mooney was pretty good with the Bears, but I don't think he fits this offense. Um, you know, I I say the Curtis Samuel bit. I I don't know if they're looking for a Swiss Army knife type guy. I would say for a true receiver to fit uh, Josh Reynolds, who can also, I mean, if he has to go back there and fair catch some punts, he can do that as well. So I, I did like Josh Reynolds out of that four. Yeah. Uh, Ron, I've been getting really into the Wolves this year. Do the Wolves mm -hmm. postcast after every game. I know you're the big b-ball guy. I'm curious if I were to give you some uh, player superlatives, what your answers would be. So, for example, if I said who the Anthony Edwards is of the Vikings, I think we'd okay. all say Justin Jefferson. I'm going to give you two other ones, though. Who's the Mike Conley and who's the Nas Reed of the Minnesota Vikings roster? Who do you think? Oh, uh, the Mike Conley is easily Kirk Cousins. I mean, old veteran, smart, going to make the right pass, going to, you know, be the guy that you can always count on. Um, the, the Nas Reed... I don't know if he'll be there, but I would have said Daniil Hunter because he's big, strong, imposing, mm. and he makes he he, he like really puts his stamp on games when he's in there. He's quiet at times, but then when he flashes, it's loud. Um, so that's what I'll go with for now. Like we don't know what's going to happen with Daniil Hunter or Kirk Cousins, but uh, I would say that's the Mike Conley and the uh, Nas Reed of the Vikings. I like it. Uh, I have some breaking news for you, Ron. If Sam wants to get the uh, the sound going, oh, the shoot. Panthers. Are finalizing a deal. Oh, Harbaugh's going make, to the Vikings? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, to make Dave Canales their head coach. What are your thoughts? Hey, the so Panthers? Steve. Oh, the Panthers. The Panthers are hiring him off the off the Bucks. Yeah. Um, so again, when you think about organizations, I, I, you know, I, I'm glad we're not recycling, I guess, because that's what a lot of people thought was going to happen. They were going to recycle a lot of fired coaches or previously fired coaches. Um, when you, when you think about organizations, I mean, the Bucks made the playoffs. Um, the one that I did not like was, uh, what's his name? Gannon, Gannon from the Eagles. Like that to me felt weird. Um, never felt like I'm a right the only guy that would say yes <laughs> to Gannon. Yeah. To the Cardinals. I maybe, think. maybe, um, it, it just didn't fit for me. Um, as far as like some of these coaches, again, like I, I wait to their first social media. Like, let me see their social media video. Like I just saw uh, Rand and Callahan with the Titans. He seems pretty like low key down to earth to me. Like he seems like a coach is going to come in there and maybe get what they're looking for. So same thing. I, 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 I think the jury's going to be out until we see the Panthers is going to be the draft though. Like Bryce Young, I guess they're going to have to go with him or do they do something crazy and try to draft or trade or, you know, use, you know, if there's a late round guy there at some point they can find, maybe they trying to find a, a better replacement for Bryce Young and Bryce Young becomes a, a fairy tale of, man, this guy could have been good, but he was only 5'10". Like, you just don't know what's going to happen with that because, I mean, we can go way back to the Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf days. Like, it drafting high doesn't always mean they're going to work out. And I think we, we want it to happen so bad and maybe Bryce Young isn't it. Are you surprised nobody's waiting for uh, you know a shot at Ben Johnson? He was the hot name coming into this year. Just talking about head coaching jobs and vacancies, things like that. Ben Johnson, you still think he'll land somewhere as a head coach next year? Well, the the jobs are filling up fast. I think that's, that's the problem. Saying. Yeah, is uh, yeah. like if you possibly might win a Super Bowl, 
do you just wait it out a year? Because again, every, this is going to happen every year. Every year, teams are not going to be happy with their organization. Uh, Mike Tomlin still hasn't signed his contract with the Steelers, so that's still a possibility of of not moving on, but maybe finding a front office position for him. The 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 New England Patriots. I mean, I don't think they've hired a coach yet, so I could see Ben Johnson maybe going there because, again, that New England, Dan Campbell, bite the kneecaps, maybe that's what New England's looking for. Um, I don't know if they feel like they have their quarterback, so maybe Ben Johnson comes in, or they have their quarterback and Ben Johnson comes in with a new revolutionized type of offense that can help them out because they're like, look, you guys got Jared Goff to a Super Bowl. Can you do this with our quarterback? And so, and again, and that's why I think Herbert and Harbaugh were a match made in heaven. You got a former quarterback, a former NFL quarterback that, you know, took, took what's his name, Kaepernick to the Super Bowl. He took J.J. McCarthy to a national championship. So I think that's what coaches are looking for, too, now. It's like, are we a defensive-minded team, or do I need a coach that's going to hug and kiss and, and handhold my quarterback? That's that's why I think, you know, the, the Vikings with Kevin O'Connell, same thing. Like, can you come in and make our quarterback better? And he did it. What do you think these uh, – the the – the conference championship teams tell us about like team building in general, like the way, or, or, or should we take lessons from like just one year, one successful year for some of these teams? Like what do we get from watching these, these particular teams play? Yeah. So there's no formula that is completely foolproof. Like everybody's trying to find the magic bean to get to a Super Bowl, And I don't, I, I'm kind of now looking at these teams I don't know if there is one. I mean, I do know, like, because one team or what, two teams have a high-paid quarterback. So you can't go say, like, oh, we can't have a high-paid quarterback because we can't make a Super Bowl. They're doing it. Um, you got Lamar Jack, or not Lamar Jack, but you got uh, Brock Purdy on his rookie deal. Oh, uh, you got to have a rookie quarterback. Who knows if he's going to get there? You you got uh, Jared Goff, who's not as high-paid, but he was traded, and they got rid of their high-paid quarterback to bring in just a quarterback to get it going, and then they drafted a crap ton of guys around him but people aren't giving the Lions GM enough credit because he hit some home runs with his first round picks and second round picks this year. When you think about Laporta, you think about Gibbs and everybody running backs can't go in the first round. Gibbs had a better year, in my opinion, than uh, what's his name? Uh, Bijan Muster. When you when you think about that, like, <laughs> but that was his whole deal this year. He was he's supposed to have his own mustard. I think he did have his own mustard. I think he did end up doing like an NIL mustard deal or something with with uh I think it was Dijon or some other mustard company, but it was Bijan mustard. But when you think about um or Bijan sauce or something, I can't remember what it was. But when you think about that, like there's no so so my opinion on the formula, I think you need to have a coach who's not just a player's coach, but willing to put his foot down. I think you have to have the coach that's willing to build a culture. Like the Ravens culture is hardball. Who has it better than us? Nobody. Who's going to be for us? We are. Who's going to embody this city, the city of Baltimore? Uh, you look at Kansas City. It's all about Patrick Mahomes and Brittany Mahomes right now. Like it's it's who's going who's gonna to help our quarterback win these games? Can our defense be good? I don't need a ton of weapons on offense because Patrick Mahomes is going to make you guys look great, but I got to have some pass rushers. And then you go over to the Lions, we know what that culture is. Dan Campbell breathes it. He lives his blue collars, Detroit. He, he absorbed it, and now he's it's osmosis. Everybody is feeling it. Everybody's putting on blue ski masks. So I think at the end of the day, like the formula has to be something that like you have to literally go in with your whole staff, be on the same page, and say, what do we do better than other teams, and how can we hammer that home? Um, and then you got to get lucky. I mean, you honestly, you got to stay healthy and get lucky down the stretch. So yeah. I mean, long answer, there's no – there's no rhyme or reason to any of this, to be honest. Like, I, I just think we put too much into it sometimes. At the end of the day, though, the salary cap is a big part of it. 
And then can you find other guys that are cheaper, but will give you similar, not the same, but similar production. When you think about like getting rid of Tyreek Hill, they, you know, they said, look, let's, let's try to find what we can find. But what did they do? They forced more balls to Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey became the guy. Like it used to be Tyreek and Travis. It was like, Travis, we're going to put a lot more on your plate. Can you handle it? And uh, he's like, man, I'm handling Taylor Swift. I can handle anything else you guys got. So I think that's, that's the key for this is like if the Vikings let's take the Vikings for instance do you need the Daniel Hunter probably not can you find a three four linebacker that will give you what he gives you possibly but it's going to have to come from multiple guys like you're going to have to find one guy and then another guy to kind of be his backup to be able to rotate and get in and actually get after the quarterback but still play that I mean watch the Ravens this weekend that's what I'm waiting for the Ravens defense flies around and, and Roquan Smith's a big part of it the Bears got rid of him but they fly around the field and they are like they they they're they I mean they want to bite gunpowder and spit in your face. Like that's what I like about the Ravens. Like they're spitting bullets at people when you watch how they tackle, how they talk trash. And that's like, and then maybe that's a little bit of Ray Lewis, because I know Ray Lewis and Roquan hooked up this 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 uh, offseason to hung out and watch film together. But that's like the Vikings have to find their thing. And if their thing is Kirk Cousins and they're gonna treat him like Patrick Mahomes, you got to get him weapons. And then defensively, you got to say, Hey, look, just don't let a team score 30 on us. And we'll win these games. So I think that's kind of speaking about speaking about like team culture and team fit. I mean, you heard the the quote that John Harbaugh had about about uh, Roquan, right? He was always a Raven. He just didn't know it yet. (laughs) I can see that. I mean, yeah, Yeah. like that's the thing. Like it's it's I will say like being in Baltimore, like our offense, our, our team was our defense. It's always been that for the Ravens. I think Lamar Jackson is a is a he's a blip in the radar of something different of like, man, like Neo, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you guys remember that from, from, uh, from, uh, what the was Matrix. that movie called? Matrix. Remember that? Like the one blinking dot. And that was Neo. Oh, like, right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah remember yeah, yeah, yeah. in the Matrix, they were like, it was everything in the Matrix was flowing, but then there was that one dot and they're like, what the heck is that? And then of course, the, you know, the dude with the glasses and all his people start showing up trying to figure out. And then, you know, Morpheus shows up, take the red or the blue pill. And then the sexy chick in the black shows up. And then, you know, but Neo was always the one. He just was a blip. I think that's the same thing with Lamar. Like, the Ravens are going to flow. They're going to be defense, blue-collar city. Roquan definitely fits it. But Lamar is that, like, Neo the one. Like, it's like, man, there's something different about this. We got to go figure out what that is. And that's why I think Lamar Jackson's like, no other quarterback, not only in the NFL, but the Ravens for sure have never seen. And this is why they're probably, possibly going to win his first Super Bowl. Um, because even going against the Lions, we saw what – you know, he was able to do. Um, and it, it's it's now you have a better idea of what the, I mean, again, it could be the 49ers, but you have a better idea even of what the Lions can do to you. And so I think for Lamar Jackson now, it's, you know, he just, again, he has to stay healthy because we know he likes to run. He doesn't slide. So, you know, don't don't let, I, I saw the the former Packers guy say like, oh, I'm taking a cheap shot at, at Purdy or I would do this or I would. Do, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Shamur or whatever. Or I can't remember who it was, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Mark Shimura? Was that who it was? Mm-hmm. Mark uh, I don't, what a I name drop. It was, but it was, it was definitely Shimura. like... I think it was Mark Shimura. Was it? Okay, I yeah. think so. The tight end for the old tight end for the Packers. I think it was Mark yeah, Shimura. Yeah. But, you yeah, know, like, like Raven, hopefully yeah. nobody goes into the game thinking that, like, let's take Lamar out. So, but yeah, other than that, same thing with him. He has to stay healthy, can't take cheap shots. One more quick well, one for Ron before he heads out. Just senior Bowl week. Uh, there's two gophers going down there. Brevin mm-hmm. Span Ford, Tyler Newbin, huge opportunity for them. There you go. That's hilarious. Great name drop. I- I'm just curious, though, Ron, with these all-star weeks, how, how tough, as a former player, how tough do you think it is 
to go into those all-star weeks, again, huge opportunity can boost your draft stock, but like mm-hmm. you don't know anybody around you and each position's a little bit different, but you don't know the plays, you don't know the verbiage or anything. And it's like, mm-hmm. if I'm a receiver and I'm here to make myself look good in front of all these sco- scouts and coaches, things like that. How tough is that to work with like a quarterback you've never caught a pass from, let alone trying to get on the same page with timing and chemistry and all that stuff? Uh, it's like any sport where you play pickup. It's it's easy. If you're an athlete and you have a good personality and you're able to hang out, it's easy. Like I remember hooking up and hanging out with Josh McCown. I remember like Terry Jones tied in for the for for uh for for Alabama, me and Roquan Davy or uh, Rohan Davy, uh Kelly Campbell, Jamar uh Kelly Campbell. Yeah, wow. Kelly Campbell. Kelly wow. Campbell was in. And the only reason I remember Kelly Campbell is because him and Rohan got into it over a touchdown. Uh, like Rohan threw a touchdown to Kelly Campbell and Kelly gave the ball to his mom and Rohan was like, like arguing, like, that's my ball, man. Give my ball back. <laughs> it's like, and it was arguing over it. And like, it was so funny. They argued at the combine. Like we got to the combine wow. and we're taking, oh, in the middle really... of the Wonderlick test. Wow. We're taking a Wonderlick test and Rohan looks back at Kelly Campbell's like, dude, where's my ball, man? I told you I like, it was my first touchdown. And he was like, it's mine too. You know? So Anyway, but that is great. We'll try to tease the round table tomorrow. Ron Johnson make his <laughs> championship game picks. Uh, Reggie Wilson and Julia Daniels join as well. Uh, Ron electric as usual on your Thursday appearance. Uh, check out the Ron Johnson show every Tuesday. Spice Adams on the last episode. Good stuff, Ron. Thanks Appreciate you. And shout out to Harold Goodwin with the Bucks. Hopefully, he gets a chance to be the coordinator for the Buccaneers because he was my coach with the Bears. So hopefully, Goody gets a shot. All right, yeah. Yeah, let's get him on the Ron Johnson show. Hey, we got I, – I, trust me. I texted him. I was like, hey, let's uh, – because we got Larry Foote uh, possibly coming. We had Cato June. So, yeah, I already Cato texted him when I saw that. I was like, oh, maybe maybe he'll Your be the guy, coordinator Mo, finally. Mo Lindquist with the Mo come up with, with Alabama. I know. Yep. Like all these coaches. That's how I know I'm old. When guys I know play with or, or played for are all becoming like top execs now. Like Antoine Randall might be a coordinator if he follows Ben Johnson. Like that's what's crazy. Mm. Whew. Wow. At three Ron Johnson on Twitter slash X. Excellent content. Appreciate it. See you, Ron. See you. Bonix talk next on the Minnesota Football Party. Brought to you today by FanDuel. There are three NFL games left this season. You can still get in the action at America's number one sports book. New customers get $150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose, with just a $5 bet. And the app is so easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet. You can use the Parlay Hub, build out a same-game parlay. There are special bets for these championship game rounds. I'll let you know what those are in our championship bets coming up later. And uh, you can also bet the futures. You can also bet NBA, NHL, college basketball. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on or download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Make your first bet a layup at FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. All right, we continue on with our QB targets in the draft. We've talked about Caleb, talked about Drake May, Jaden Daniels, and Michael Penix. Today, it's Bo Nix out of Oregon, and he's just part of this archetype, guys. Three years with a different school, transfers two years with another school and turns into a hot prospect turning 24 in a month. Um, but Bo Nix from Oregon 
37 touchdowns, two interceptions last year for the Ducks, 6'2", 217. Luke Inman, the draft uh, resident aficionado, give it to us on Bo Nix. Yeah, Bo Nix, first thing you notice, the athletic ability, creates with his legs if the play breaks down. He's ready to improvise, keeps his eyes downfield. He's ready to sling it. If it's not there, he's going to take what you give him with his feet, try to move the chains. The arm strength, it's good. It's probably not elite. The accuracy is fine. There's enough there to work with, I think. But solid arm, B, B plus at the improv stuff, I think, creating outside of structure, which is nice. The downsides, you mentioned it. 24 years old next month. I think his birthday is like February 25th. So 24 next month already. The other thing that you really don't love for being a five-year guy with all that experience, he's still not great at reading, reading the field, going through his progressions yeah. and, and the footwork and man, mechanics. It's just not great for a five-year guy. So when he gets pressure in his face and commits to staying in the pocket, you see a lot of these back foot throws from, and also that that Oregon offense really didn't do him a lot of favors either as far as being prepped and ready for the NFL. Kind of reminds you of Hendon Hooker a little bit. It's a lot of quick screens, RPOs, uh, ISO vert routes, et cetera. So unless the plan, I think, is to mold your offense and change it like the Eagles did with like a Jalen Hurts with the RPOs and whatnot, I think it's going to take them at least a year to to digest everything. And I would guess he'd be a you know a red shirt candidate. And and now again, now he's already 25 when he gets his first real tra- chance as a starter. So I think you got to ask yourself with the Vikings specifically, when we look at all these quarterbacks now, I think this is the third or fourth one we've done. How much is KOC willing to adapt the offense to the to you know the next guy that shows up versus finding a guy that maybe already fits what he wants to do, has the traits that kind of match up to what KOC values the most in a quarterback because I think with Knicks it can work but I immediately think of like an Eagles offense or like a Shane Steichen deal and Indy and so that's my question with him I guess it's still early combine and pro days always shuffle things up very curious to see again what kind of athlete he is on paper at the combine but as of now with the guys in this class he feels like a second round type of guy similar to where Jalen Hurts kind of went I haven't seen anything of Bonick. I think I watched one Oregon game this year and I wasn't really paying attention. So I, I have to lean on you guys for this. But like my question would have been like, because he's an older prospect, what's the problem? Because you just have that much less of a likelihood that that problem gets solved. You know, if he didn't fix it by his right. fifth year of college, well, you know, what are the odds that you fix it in the pros? But the, the thing about O'Connell is interesting because I do think, I mean, we saw him adapt the offense or at least try to adapt the offense with Dobbs versus right. Jared Hall versus Mullins. Yep. Like things changed throughout. Um, some of them worked and some of them absolutely did not, but there was a, an, at least a willingness, right? Um, but I wonder, like, at the same time, that means that when you're picking a quarterback, you're picking an offense too. If you're picking mm-hmm. like Michael Penix, mm-hmm. you're picking a right. lot of deep, you know, go balls good and point. stuff. And if yeah. you're picking uh, somebody like Bo Nix, what is that offense? Like what, what is the thing that you have to do to sort of cover up his deficiencies and, and highlight his strengths? Uh, I think, I think uh, Luke makes a pretty good point. Uh, Inman, obviously not Braun. Uh, <laughs> uh, naturally. Yeah. Right. 
Um, that actually, uh, I hadn't even thought about it like this, but this is really good. The, the Jalen Hurts comparisons in terms of how you would have to tailor that offense because it is a lot of quick decision-making. You know, the issue with the Eagles offense this year, and honestly last year that not a ton of people talked about, uh, shout out to JT O'Sullivan who identified it in like week two of last year. Mm. Um, that the <laughs> just incredible stuff on his on his YouTube channel. Uh, that the that the that the Philadelphia Eagles offense with Jalen Hurts does not have hot routes uh, against the blitz. It just doesn't. Mm. And so the answer to the blitz is Jalen Hurts does some magic stuff, mm. right? And and it turns out that that there's like you exhaust that pretty quickly. And uh, part of that I think is because of Hurts's progression as a quarterback, like the things that you can ask him to do, the things that you can't ask him to do. And, you know, to Luke's point, they also did have to sit Jalen Hurts for a little bit before they could put him out into the field, right? So um, he was an older uh, quarterback prospect. He transferred from Alabama to Oklahoma. Um, and like Jalen Hurts, Bo Nix wasn't good until he was older than the people he was playing against, which to me is a little bit alarming, right? Because like the thing with older prospects is like Braun said, Hey, there's like a thing that you need to fix. Is that thing, you know, is it explainable why it wasn't fixed until now? And is it relatively easy to fix in the NFL? Or, you know, um, it, the second thing is if he's always been good, right? If he was good as a 19 year old against 20 year olds, he's good against a, as a 20 year old, 21 year old. Um, is that like, does that give us like some credence to say, hey, the reason he's playing well is not just because he's older than everyone, right? And that's not been the case for Knicks, right? So that is another concern. Again, Jalen Hurts, you know, that's kind of a comp. I wouldn't say Jalen Hurts was like bad at Alabama, but I was genuinely thinking, hey, he might be a better running back, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, like that's until he went to Oklahoma, right? So um, I think that that's all fair. I just, I the instances where you have Bo Nix, like process a play, right? Where it's closer to a standard NFL dropback, it's not there for me. Anytime mm -hmm. there's like a complex decision to be made or a defense to read, he's just not processing very quickly. And he immediately goes into like creation mode. Like, right. hey, my right. first thing isn't here. I'm going to start scrambling whether or not there's pressure. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think that his response to pressure, I don't know. I've, I've toned this down a little bit. I used to just hate quarterbacks that leaned away from pressure all the time. Because to me, that's just like whether or not the numbers are good to me that like betrays like a I just can't handle pressure. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's been uh, historically like less true as time has gone on as, I, as I've observed quarterbacks. But it still bothers me a lot. And that's something that he does. So um, I don't love it just because I don't think he necessarily has the quick processing. I don't think that um, the offense is there. I think that even though he's got a pretty good arm and decent accuracy, the accuracy component is not asking him to like fit it over a linebacker under right no layers to it you're right yeah yep. yeah and so you're not like feathering these like balls in that require like a complex decision making process he's not holding a guy with his eyes and then throwing away from the guy like it's just there's not a lot there for me to be like okay i get he's an older prospect but there's like some stuff i really like like at least michael Penix. like i think that there's like stuff that you like as a processor that's there for you to be like okay he's older but like, right. they're, they're like he, he's clearly progressed a little bit in some areas. I don't know that that's necessarily true for Bonex. And, and with the Jalen Hurts thing too, it's it, it's like okay, one of the things that made him so enticing was he was the number one ranked quarterback from the athleticism score at the combine. So like that's yeah. an A plus. Yeah. Bo Nix, it's not as elite. It's probably, so yeah. how do you quantify yeah. or, or you know how do you how do you make that decision in your head? That's like okay, it's still a B B plus. That's great, but is that enough to 
again, kind of mask some of the issues that Arif just pointed out. Again, as far as just being a pure pocket thrower and passer going through his reads and progressions, I don't think so. So that's why I look at that tier and we'll see the medicals on, on Penix and, you know, you know, I'm sure the JJ McCarthy hype will slowly start to build as we get yeah, closer probably. to April. But I think Bo Nix is like a definitely day two type of guy for sure. And then again, probably a red old shirt class at quarterback this year, man. Really yeah, it's old. crazy. It's crazy. Bo Nix uh, led college football in passer rating under pressure at 145.4. Here's the catch. He was like never pressured. And that's probably a function of the, the throws and the offense. Super at fast. At the offense. lowest, lot lowest of pressure rate. RPOs, in, yeah. And not even close. Like lowest pressure rate by a long shot, less than 15% pressured. He's going to be pressured double that or more in the NFL. I and mean, I think his A dot decreased drastically going from Auburn's offense to Oregon's offense too. So as yeah. far as like the deep shots and, and scanning the field, staying no, in the pocket. Yeah. Entirely tough. different offense, entirely like the offense is going to be the engine more than the quarterback type stuff. Like obviously right. like any offense is going to need some talent at quarterback, but this one was less, Hey, we've got a quarterback with tools. We're going to use those tools and more. We've got an offense that's got a bunch of parts working together and the scheme is going to kind of carry us like that's sure. what it was. Yeah. 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 Somebody threw out the, uh, the Baker Mayfield comp and it's definitely not apples to apples by any means, but you can see similar parts and shades to his game as well as Baker. I get it. I, th yeah. I think Baker was a, was a more, um, I'm, I'm saying this as a processor, a more mature processor. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Mature, not usually used uh, to describe Baker Mayfield. <laughs> right. but I think in this context, it works. But that's all for today on the Minnesota Football Party. Catch us on Monday. Catch us on Thursday. We go twice a week here on Lockdown Sports Minnesota. Hear us on Lockdown Vikings podcast feed. Thanks to the Lukes for a reef. Ron Johnson, I'm Sam Ekstrom. Talk to you next time.